0: Today's message, today's message is called Pentecost, everyone is welcome, everyone is welcome, all right? Now, I got to admit to you this morning, I feel a little bit saddened and brokenhearted with everything that is going on in our nation uh, this morning, and it has nothing to do with the COVID virus, okay? I think that that's something already that sort of we've learned how to deal with it and put up with it, you know, and I know that we're not yet in our physical meetings here. And like I said, soon you will hear me give you the green light and let you know how we're going to be starting this up. Okay. At a probably 50% capacity of our space. And the moment that we have everything in place for you guys to get back, you're going to hear me speak to you on social media that week. You guys are going to get email and text blasts so that you guys know that That next Sunday, you guys could come back over here. But my heart is burdened with everything that is going on in our nation right now. There's so much craziness. There's so much anger. There's so much frustration going on in the hearts of so many people, and it's all as a product of of the killing of this gentleman uh, this last week, uh, right, Afro-American man that was killed uh, by the police. His name is George Floyd, and it breaks my heart even to see that video and everything that went on, and now people are going out, and I know that there's some peaceful uh, protests that are going on, but at the same time, other people are taking advantage of that and expressing their anger and expressing their frustration by doing things that they should not be doing because in any case, those things are not right. And this Pentecost Sunday, we need the Holy Spirit maybe more than ever before in our nation. And we've said that before. We've said it before that we need God. We need revival. We need the Holy Spirit. But I really believe that the only one that could change the heart of the human being is the Spirit of God. It's no one else. It is His Holy Spirit. So I want you guys to come with me to your Bibles. And we're going to be looking at the book of Acts. And we're going to go to chapter 2. And we're going to be reading from verse 1. And then we're going to break this down a little bit and look and see what application that has to our life. And to the season and the times that we are living today, all right, and uh, I'm just excited to share the Word of God with you on a Sunday morning uh, here from our place, which is amazing. It says this, on the day of Pentecost, in other words, today, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were many devout Jews. Now, I want you to pay attention to this part because a lot of times we just read and skim over this part, but I think it's very important for what we're, we're speaking about today. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed... "'How can this be?' they exclaimed. "'These people are all from Galilee, "'yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. "'Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, "'people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, "'and the providence of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, "'and the areas of Libya around Cyrene.'" Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. What can this mean? You see, they were trying to figure out what it meant. That all of a sudden these believers are speaking in tongues. But the most amazing thing is that everyone is hearing them speak in their own native languages. You see, not since the time of the Tower of Babel. Pay attention. Not since the time of the Tower of Babel had the people all spoke in one language and been connected as one people, as one nation. Not many nations, not many races, not many ethnic groups, but just one speaking one language. Since the Tower of Babel, that had not happened till that moment. You see, at that moment, God had separated them. During the time of the Tower of Babel, he separated the people because the intentions of their heart were wicked. So God had to confuse their languages, and everybody after that went their own way. But now since the Holy Spirit was coming and was going to move through his church, what God was doing, he was uniting everybody, bringing everybody together. And the people were asking, what does this mean? We have never seen this. And if you go to verse 16, it says the following. When you, what you see, this is Peter speaking, was predicted or was prophesied long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. I will pour out my spirit upon who? All people. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter race. It doesn't matter denomination. It doesn't matter ethnic group. It doesn't matter none of these things. The Spirit of God would be poured out on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy Your young man will see visions and your old man will dream dreams. I think that's why I'm getting, as I get older, I get sleepier, you know, because it says that the old man will dream dreams, you know. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I love the scripture. I love this scripture, especially in those times. The women were like second class citizens. The women had no rights whatsoever. The men were the ones that had position of authority in the home and the community and the church. And here God is saying that when he pours out his spirit is going to be upon all his servants, men and women alike, and they will so if I want to tell you something today, as my heart is burning with all this situation that is going on right now, it's that the Holy Spirit comes to break down barriers. The Holy Spirit comes to break down barriers, okay? Sexual barriers, ethnic barriers, racial barriers, okay? And to connect the people at a heart level. The Holy Spirit wants to connect people at the heart level and if I think that there's something going on right now is that the enemy is taking advantage of this situation that we're living. The enemy is taking advantage of this situation that we're living. I know All right. For a fact that there was injustice that has been done. Someone has been killed. But let me tell you something. The Bible says that we do not wage war against flesh and blood. We know that this is a spiritual battle. And church, this is our time to rise and call things out how they are. And put our eyes on who it is that we're fighting. I'm not fighting against people. I'm not fighting against policemen. I'm not fighting against, you know, the National Guard. Those are not my enemies. This is one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And we need to fight for that justice. We need to fight for those liberties. But we don't have to be fighting the wrong people. No, we speak, we stand, and we speak truth to power. We speak truth to power to the ones that can make a difference. But we don't try to take that justice in our hands. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It's not ours, it's God's. So you see, all this anger and frustration that we have inside, there's one place that we need to take it to, to the throne of God. To the throne of God is where we need to take that anger and we need to take that frustration. Now I know that my black brothers and sisters have been going through a lot of things in this country for hundreds of years. I understand that. And I know that there's a war that was fought, the Civil War. And there was a great president, Abraham Lincoln, that finally was able to give the rights to the black Americans. I know that and I understand that that always has been there. okay? And I know that there's always been hatred from the whites to the blacks. I grew up here in Miami, Little Havana, and I had white friends, black friends, Asian friends, all kinds of friends. When I played basketball, we would call each other names, and none of those things mattered. Because the problem is, is that it's an issue of the heart. When your heart is not correct in front of God, you will use situations like this to hurt other people. And that's what we saw happen the other day. When that policeman killed that man, that man did not need to do that. But those are issues of the heart. And the Holy Spirit came to deal with those issues of the heart and connect us at the heart level, church. Connect us at the heart level. And if we need to do something now, you know what it is? We need to listen. We need to listen. More than speak, we need to listen. And come up with ideas of how we're going to put an end to all this kind of craziness. Because this that's going on could be very much worse than the coronavirus. Coronavirus. This that's going on right now could be very much worse. And so you and I, as a church, we are called to be light in the midst of the darkness. We're called to shine, to be salt. In other words, to influence the world that is around us. As a church, this is not a time for us to hide. This is not the time for us to say, well, this is not really with me. You know, in our church, we don't have blacks. In our church, we don't have this. We don't. No, 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 no. This is the time that we stand up as a church and we embrace and we work together and we hold hands. That's what I loved about the peaceful marches of Martin Luther King. He came across and he held hands with other people. And I love this picture that I have of Billy Graham and Martin Luther King because I really believe that it's the message of the cross with social activism at the same time, working side by side and hand by hand. Now, if we continue reading... Everything that is going on as the Holy Spirit came, He connects the people at the heart level. The Spirit of God is no respecter of people. And I love that. In Acts chapter 10, verse 34, the Holy Spirit did not just come upon those Jewish converts that were there from all different nations, but in chapter 10 of the book of Acts, The Holy Spirit comes upon a group of people called Gentiles. There were Romans in the house of a man named Cornelius. And Cornelius, he was a Roman soldier. And he has a vision. And in that vision, the Lord tells him to go and call for Peter. And Peter comes to Cornelius' house. Being a Jew, he couldn't come to Cornelius' house. But God spoke to Peter through a vision that do not call unclean what he has called clean. And he goes into the house of these people. And as Peter is speaking, it says in verse 34 and 35 of Acts 10, Then Peter began speaking and saying, Truthfully, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. God is no respecter of persons. And as Peter was speaking to show that that was his heart, God, what he decided to do was baptize those people with the Holy Spirit the same way that it happened on the day of Pentecost. The same way there was no distinction that the ones on the day of Pentecost were Jews from every nation and that here it was Romans, Gentiles that supposedly they weren't part of God's plan. What God says is like, listen, I am breaking this barrier. I am breaking this divide. I'm not looking for two different nations. I'm looking for one nation. I'm looking for one people. God erases the lines. And all children of God are filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen to what I'm going to say. To disciple nations. To disciple nations and bring many to Christ. Church, we are called to disciple nations. We are called to bring many to Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Through you and through me. Through each of us. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us. And in this day of Pentecost... If you're there and you're like, Pastor, I don't even know if I have the Holy Spirit. Well, the day that you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. But what happened here on the day of Pentecost is that the Holy Spirit came upon them and invested them with power to carry out the work of God. And maybe today you're watching and you're like, I don't know if I've been invested in that power. Well, today I'm asking for that fire of Pentecost to touch your life and to fill you with boldness, to fill you with strength, to fill you with wisdom, that you may carry out the purposes and the plans of God through your life. I love to see that once the work of the Holy Spirit is done here on earth, it's going to be so powerful and so amazing. The Holy Spirit is moving right now throughout the nations of the earth. For 2,000 years since he came, he's the one that's been in charge of the work of God and the work of the church. He is like the governor of the kingdom of heaven. He makes sure that the interests of the king, our King Jesus, are carried out here on this land. And for 2,000 years, the Holy Spirit has been working in people like you and people like me. But you know which is the hardest work? To change our hearts. To change our minds to change our traditions, to change the way that we've been brought up to see things. Maybe you grew up in a culture saying that this people over here are not good. Those people over there on the other side of the railroad tracks, on the other side of that street, of that avenue, those are not good people. And the Holy Spirit wants to work in our hearts to bring all that down that we may come together as a church and be one. You see, you want to see the end of the work of the Holy Spirit here on earth? You want to see how this whole thing ends? Well, it ends in the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verse 9. And this is the result of the work of the Holy Spirit. This is the result of the work of the Holy Spirit. Revelation 7, 9. The Apostle John has this amazing vision. And he says, After this, I saw a vast crowd, two great to count what did he see a vast crowd so many people that he couldn't even count them from every nation from every tribe and people and languages listen it's people from all over the place there's chinese people there there's white people there there's cuban people there there's puerto rican people. there's people from all over the place People of every tribe, people from Africa, from India, people from Australia, from everywhere, and every language. People that spoke different languages here on earth, maybe that they weren't able to communicate with each other. But once God is done working in the hearts of men, even though maybe you and I never spoke the same language, this is what happens standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. All these people, we will all be gathered in front of Jesus. And they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. Once the Holy Spirit is done with this work, you know what he's going to do? He's going to bring a vast crowd of people, all of them in front of the throne of the Lamb, in front of our Jesus, because the Spirit of God is no respecter of people. He doesn't care. He's just looking for willing hearts. He's looking for hungry hearts. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you think you are poor in spirit today, that means that you are broken in spirit. That means that you are spiritually bankrupt or you are in a right position for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. You're in a right place to God do something in your life. So today, I'm not going to say too many other things today, but I just have some action points. I have an action point for you. And that action point that I have for you is to surrender to the Spirit so that He can work through us. Surrender to Him. Today, surrender to God. Surrender your pain. If you've been hurt by this situation, I spoke it on the Friday prayer at noontime. I sat down with my wife and I sat down with my four kids and we looked at that video. We looked at that man being murdered with a knee to his, to the back of his head. And maybe you're watching and you're like, Pastor, that's kind of brutal. Why did you have your kids look at that? The same way that I have them see movies of the Holocaust with me, Because I don't want my kids to grow up and say, I did not know. I did not know that this was going on. No, I want them to know. And I want them to understand that they are called to make a difference here in this world the same way that you and I are called to make a difference in this world. We need to be aware. We do not want to say, oh, I did not know this happened in my watch. I didn't know. So there's an action point, And the action point is to surrender to the Holy Spirit so that He could work in us. He could work in us. He could bring healing. He could bring peace. He could bring an end to all that prejudice and to all the hate and to all the lack that we have inside. Holy Spirit, work in us. Can you tell him that right there where you are today? As you are watching this, and even if you're here in this building, just tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will work in me. But I can't control what he does in anybody else, but I could surrender myself. I could surrender my heart. I could surrender who I am and say, Holy Spirit, if there's, any, if, if there's any thoughts that are not according to you, on this Pentecost Sunday, can you do something in my heart? Can you do something in my life today? Can you do something in me? And right there as the worship team comes up. And there you are home with your eyes closed I want you to say, don't only work in me, work through me. Use me as an agent of change. Use me to make a difference. Use me to touch others. Use me to bring peace, to be, listen to what I'm going to say, a peacemaker. Lord, use me to be a peacemaker in this life. I want to be an ambassador of the kingdom. That's what your word calls me. I want to walk as one. You called me to be an ambassador of your kingdom. I want to walk as one through the power of your spirit. Right there where you're at. I want you really to close your eyes and take a hold of this and say, Holy Spirit, baptize me with fresh fire today. Baptize me with fresh fire today. Touch my heart touch my life. Don't leave me the same way. I don't want to go about my life every day like if the days didn't matter. I want my days to matter. I want my days to count. And I want to be used in the hands of a mighty God. There's a phrase from Mother Teresa that I love. One day they were interviewing her. And they were asking her all these questions of how she was being used. Listen, if somebody broke down barriers was this lady because in the Catholic church in reality it's the priest and it's the man who govern and run the whole thing yet this little old lady in a little place called Calcutta she made such a difference in this world and in that place when she was being interviewed and asked why is it that you're doing this and how is it that you could do it she said this phrase that has impacted me till today she said I am a small pencil In the hand of a mighty God. I am a small pencil in the hand of a mighty God. Can today we say, Lord, we want to be pencils, even if they're small pencils, in your hands, Lord. And I want you to write your story with my life. And I want you to use me to bring healing to all those that are brokenhearted and all those that are angry and all those that are frustrated. I want you to use my life, Lord God. Allow me to disciple nations, Lord. Allow me to bring people to Christ even now in this crisis, Lord God, when so much is at stake. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Because if we need something today, church, on this Pentecost Sunday, and I told you we're getting ready to see you guys today at 1 30. but if we need something today, is that we need revival in our land. We need revival. We need the Holy Spirit to touch the hearts of people in this land. We need God to heal our land. Disease, anger, hatred. And only the Holy Spirit could do that. Only He could do it. Only He can heal our land. I want you right there to stand with me for a second as an intercessor. An intercessor means somebody that negotiates, that stands in between somebody and another person. And I want you today to take a moment and intercede with me on behalf of the people of our land here in the United States of America. And I want you to pray today for all our African-American brothers and sisters, everybody that's been hurt, I want you to pray today for the family of this gentleman, George Floyd, with a little girl, six-year-old daughter, that her dad never made it home that day after going to that grocery store. I want you to pray right now as an intercessor and ask the Lord, Lord, heal our land. You are the God of miracles. You are the God of miracles. I'm believing that you could do a miracle on our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now I want you to say, Lord, here's my heart. Here I am, Lord. I need you to do a miracle inside of me, God. I need you to work in my life. I need you to do something in me, God. Here I am. I present myself before you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me on this Pentecost Sunday. And allow me to speak the same language that my brothers and sisters need to hear allow me to connect with them at a heart level understanding spirit of god that you're not a respecter of person that all that you want to do is bring children into the kingdom of god and make sure that your kingdom runs with power here on this earth and if you're watching me there and you've never invited jesus jesus is the king of that kingdom jesus is our king And in no kingdom does the king give his life for his subjects. Yet in the kingdom of heaven, our king, our Jesus came and lived a perfect life and died on the cross to pay for your sins and my sins. And there today, if you invite him into your heart, the Bible says that you receive the gift of eternal life and that you become a son or daughter of God and you get filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you want to make that decision, I want you with your head bowed and speaking out loud, Well, pastor, I have people here in the living room with me. Other people are going to hear me, my kids, my wife, doesn't matter. Make sure heaven hears that prayer today. I want you to pray this with me and say, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my heart and I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins because I am a sinner in need of your grace. Today, Come to my life. I invite you to my heart. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. And I ask you Jesus. That you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. So that he could change me. And do the work that you need to do in my life and in my heart. That I may be used in your hands. All this I pray Jesus. In your mighty name amen and amen. Now, if you're watching me and you made this prayer for the first time, the Bible says you've been born again, that you are a son or a daughter of God right now because of this confession that you just made. And we want to know about this decision that you just made. So there's two things I want to ask you to do. Number one, right there on the feed, that you are watching on the feed of Facebook, just write these words, I believe. Somebody's gonna try to contact you. The second thing that I would love for you to do is to go to our webpage. I'm gonna repeat it again, it's numachurchmiami.org and fill out the connect card. Put in your information there and let us know. There's a, a place that you can click there that says, today I'm believing in Jesus. And we wanna get out something to you through email. It's gonna be a blessing. It's gonna help you in your walk with God and allowing for the Holy Spirit to do the work that He wants to do in you. So if you made this decision today, I want to welcome you to the family of God. All right? We are so happy that you've made this decision. And if you're part of the church and you're already a son or daughter of God, this message that I'm sharing with you today is to shake something inside of you, to make sure that you don't stand with your hands crossed, but that you and I will be the church in this time and in this moment. Amen?